good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to all you listening now. I am your host, Johnny, back at it again for another week. Had a little bit of a vacation stint there. You know, it's always good when you can take time off. If you have not been able to do that in 2021, I certainly encourage you to, you know, so that way you can, you know, rejuvenate, refocus, and get back at it. I had a very good week, and I certainly hope you all out there listening has as well. All right, so first topic of the of the day, you know, there's always saying a mind over matter, right? So I wanted to get into mindsets that we, that I believe we need to have so that way we can achieve some of the goals that we want. You've heard me all mention this before on the show that in order for us to be able to get to the next stage and evolution and elevation in our life that we so desperately want, that it takes first and foremost, having the proper mindset. So I wanted to talk about the difference between a I can mindset and I have to mindset. Have you ever just been thinking about something that you needed to do and having to make a decision on when you wanted to do it? I'm sure we all had that question pop up. You know, you get excited about, you know, this decision, this thought that you've had. You plan, put a plan in place, and then you get started on it. You really think what you have is going to work. And then the days, the weeks, and sometimes even the months go by and you start to maybe notice that your plan that you had, you're maybe getting a little less consistent with it. Maybe you said that you were going to start off working at five days a week and then it boils down to four days a week and then three days and then two days and then suddenly no days. Then the thought comes, what happened? Was it due to life happening and now you were forced to stop? Maybe it was because you got distracted on other things that caused you to lose focus on what it is you were supposed to do. Maybe you work a full-time job, as many of us do, plus you have family, so you couldn't just find the time to make the decision, the choice, your dream happen. Lord knows I've been here on many occasions right in that very spot. You know, when this happens, you know, I start to sit back and wonder on what happened that made my plan, my vision seemingly vanish. And you think, of the, hey, well, maybe it was a lot of those things that I mentioned earlier. Or maybe you put together a plan that wasn't good enough, right? And some of these things could be true. When I find myself in these spots, there's a question that I was told to ask myself by a mentor um, I had a while ago, which was, did you make this decision to do this because you can do it or because you have to do it? Now, I know that sounds like 
they have the same meaning, but there is a difference. To quickly define a I can do mindset, it simply just means that you have options, whether or not you can or have to do it. Versus the have to mindset is simply, in most cases, means you have no choice but to do it. And I want to give you an example um, of a thing that happened in my life. So I remember doing the part of my life when I lost everything. I put a plan together so that I would start to get back out of the hole that I, that I had dug myself in. And I wanted to do this because I never wanted to get back into poverty again. During that entire process, I had the have to mindset because I had to get myself and my family out of this state. Let me tell you that when you're in this mode, you will do things that you never thought you would do. For a little bit of this time, when it all first started, for me to get to the job that I had, I had to walk two miles to the train station just so I could then catch the first train out to be able to get to work on time. Sometimes I had to hopefully either find or borrow money from people just so I could actually not only be able to make it to work, but so that way I can actually have money to buy my family food. These are just a few examples of what I had to do along with me working my plan that I had actually put in place. Of course, fast forward a little bit later during the process, um, I got promoted at my job, got a nice pay raise and finally got out of, you know, being behind uh, when it comes to money. At one point I was I had more debt and I had more bills than I actually made. Um, so it was a problem. But of course, working my plan, getting promoted, getting that raise um, helped so that way I could actually start to provide for my family. Um, I did all those things because I developed this have to mindset because me and my family's life de- depended on it. Before getting that mindset, I had a job and a couple of side hustles, just to give you all a little bit of a backstory. And with my then wife, who I was married to at the time, we were sitting, we were sitting pretty. Um, due to this, every time the job that I was working at let us go home early, I left. If I didn't feel like going in, I called out. I wasn't staying at work because I felt I didn't have to. Just a little bit of transparency. The side hustles I had were bringing me in more than my current job was at the time. I had options, so I didn't treat the job. And honestly, my family's financial issues seriously. I really didn't take them as serious as I need to because I had options. It wasn't until what I mentioned earlier happened that I started to change my way of thinking. You know, it's quite interesting to ponder on just how the mind can adjust between these two behavior processes. It's actually really remarkable when you think about it. Think of a gazelle 
drinking water out in the wild and then a lion starts to run up on it. The gazelle quickly changes his mind and starts to run because it has to. Danger has come to its door, so it has to go into the I have to mindset of I have to preserve my life from this danger. And the same thing happens to us. The situation we are in causes us to go there. But here's the catch 22. Once we feel like we're clear, we start to go back to what we're doing, which causes us to get stagnant. Much like the gazelle that I mentioned, once the gazelle is out of danger, it goes back to whatever it was doing at the time, whether it be drinking water or grazing. Maybe we start that business or that project because we felt danger in our current situation with our job or something in our life. So we just start running with this plan. But once we get past that feeling, the need to do what we thought we needed to do starts to dwindle down because now we don't really need to do this, right? We start businesses, we start side hustles to get us out of the hole. But the minute we feel clear of the hole, well, we go back to being inconsistent. This happened to me because instead of me continuing to keep that focus and mindset of I have to, I had options once again. So I found myself back in the I can do mindset. Now, once I became aware of me doing this, I had to take a step back and really start to have some deep, honest conversations with myself about why do I let myself slip back into this mindset instead of maintaining the have to mindset. I knew that the difference in me getting to what I ultimately wanted, I had to figure out how I could stay in that mindset, in the have to mindset. So what what I do is I have to keep myself in a constant state of remembering my ultimate goal of what I wanted to achieve. And this was a daily routine. Every day I wake up, I go back and I look at the goals that I have written down. And I look at them to remind myself of what my motivation is for that day. The bad days were for me were easy to do this because I wanted I want to change so bad that hey the bad days come and you know what I got to make sure this happens. But the good days were the key ones for me because I knew that because I wasn't having that bad day and so it wasn't really on my mind complacency could set in. Even when I made a milestone, I was extremely happy, but I always remembered that it's a milestone, not the end of the road. So I have to keep pushing because I have to reach my ultimate goal. Now, does this get exhausting at times? Of course. That's why making this way of thinking a daily habit even when the good times come will help to keep you in a, in this state and stagnation will rarely occur. And if it does, it will be brief. 
because you would have built habits and behaviors to work your way out of it quicker than you once did. We all know what we want to achieve and keeping this mindset of I have to. Gazelle intensity is what will help you get there. And once you get there, that's when you can sit back, reflect, and be like, it was all worth it. Hard work and that gazelle focus is worth it when you know there's an end goal. All right, I want to switch to this because something happened this past week, and I'm sure you've all heard of it, um, has all heard of it via news, social media, or whatnot. One of, one of my favorite rappers and one of, and honestly, in my opinion, a cultural icon in the business, DMX, um, passed away. And obviously, my heart goes out to him and his family, but to pay homage to a rapper that I actually grew up in. I mean, if you grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s, um, DMX was, he was at the top for a lot of that era. He made a lot of rappers start to adopt his style. I mean, he was the f- one of the first rappers who came in, you know, with the hoodie on, with the, with the growl, you know, with that. And he was really a trendsetter when it came to rap music back then. So what I wanted to do is give you all my top five DMX songs that I like. Everybody has theirs. So I'm going to give you mine. Do my number five song is Who We Be. It was from his fourth album called The Great Depression. And th- this song... Every time it came on, you know, start off, then 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 I won't say because I want to, I want copyright to come at me, but it was a song that I had on my workout playout list. Every day when I went running, I put it on. It got me hyped and in the mood, and the song was catchy. Just the title of itself, "Who We Be," and because back in the day when I was a kid, um. That was my alter ego thing, you know, letting people know who I be. But anyway, who would be my number five? My number four song from DMX is What You Want featuring Cisco. It was from his third album, and then there was X. I think everybody who has listen to this song and certainly if you haven't even listened to it maybe you've heard of the second verse in that song when there was Brenda, Leticia Linda, Felicia, Don LaShawn Inez and Alicia Teresa, Monica Sharon and Nikki Lisa, Veronica Karen and Vicky and then of course you can't forget Cookie you know met her at the ice cream parlor but anyway the song <laughs> was iconic at this time, and it was it was really catchy. And again, I only remember that verse of the song. Of course, the hook, you know, Cisco did his thing on the hook. But um, uh, yeah, what you want? My number four song. My number three song again was from his first album. It's dark and hell is hot. 
and it's Get At Me Dog. So again, another song that was on my workout playout list all the time. I remember when um, I was on my high school football team for a brief stint, okay? In the workout room, we was working out. This was one of the songs we would put on. Get us hyped, get us ready to go, get us pumped, get us in the mood. And it's still a great workout song. If you don't know it, haven't listened to it, go look it up. Matt, add it to your playlist. It's a really good song. Give me dog number three. My number two DMX song was also from his first album. And I remember when this song dropped, I think it was the first single from that um, from that album too. And I remember when it dropped and I was like, yo, what is this? As it says in the song, this is truly something new. And that is the Rough Riders anthem. That, that song, stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. Oh, oh, let the Rough Riders roll. Yo. And then in that video, I remember the music video. It was on motorcycles, people was on bicycles, and they actually started that trend. And I had I had to go out when got me a when got me a DMX um and a dyno and just bam have it rolling around, listening to it, playing it, because you know, back in the day, you know, we didn't have, you know, these fancy phones and all that. We had Walkmans, right? So you had the Walkman on, I had the Walkman on with the chrome um dyno rolling around with the pegs on it. Yo, I'm trying to <laughs> start going down memory road. But the song went hard. It was great. Uh, Rough Riders Anthem, my number two song. My number one song, um, and this is actually from the Credit to the Grave soundtrack. And for most of my younger life, certainly, um, it was my life thing. So every time it dropped, if it dropped now, I'm still, I'm still getting hyped on it. And that's X going to give it to you. It is not a game people it is not a fucking game <laughs> my number one song it still gets me hyped to this day i mean i played it on repeat when it came out again another one of my workout songs that's on my workout it's such a great song it'll get you hyped if you haven't listened to it so hyped that um they actually used it in deadpool one because it's that good of a song so those are my top five dmx songs he will be certainly missed. Rest in peace, X. All right, let's switch to this. So, another thing that happened this week, I'm in the sports world, uh, Julian Edelman retired. It's actually, and this actually takes me into my what the hell did they just say moment because Julian Edelman retirement, retired, excuse me, and it wasn't him that actually said this, my what the hell did you just say, is the media. People, I've heard many media heads, talking heads, talk about how Julian Edelman is he a Hall of Famer. Now, quick answer is no. Quick answer is no. Hell no. Not even close. Why is this even a discussion? Shouldn't even be talked about. The dude is not a Hall of Famer. You cannot have no Pro Bowls and no All Pros and get to the Hall of Fame. And I know people want to bring up his postseason records, but when you're in the postseason that much, you're and you're a primary target of a quarterback. Because as we know, Tom Brady likes throwing to slot 
and backs the most. And tight ends, of course, with Gronk was there, but you can't make the Hall of Look, the Hall of Fame is for a select few men and women who transcended their sport and their talents and their play on the field was just exemplary. That's what I believe the Hall of Fame is supposed to be. And because of that, there was no time in Julian Edelman's career where he was considered the best wide receiver in the NFL, a top five receiver in the NFL, hell, even a top 20. I could probably go 30 receivers deep before you ever got to Julian Edelman in any given season. Hell, there's an argument to be made that he wasn't even the best slot receiver who ever played in New England. That was probably Wes Welker. So, I don't know why certain media heads want to put him. Like, I get the Boston people. They're biased, so, you know, they, you know, fans, I get all that. But anybody else who's even talking about putting Julian Edelman in the Hall of Fame needs to be banned from talking sports because I like Julian Edelman. He was a very good player. I'll have to, um, he actually reminds, you know what Julian Edelman was for the Patriots? He was Derek Fisher for the Lakers. You know, Derek Fisher is not a Hall of Famer, never going to get in, but he was a key piece to that Lakers dynasty the first time and even the second time when Kobe and Powell was doing it. Um, the first time, of course, Kobe and Shaq, he was just a key component to them winning, but he wasn't a Hall of Famer. That's Julian Edelman. So please stop with the Hall of Fame talk for this man. Come on, media. Be better. All right, I'm going to hand get out of here for the week. Thank you all for listening. I certainly have enjoyed being back. Again, if you like the show, enjoy the content, go to my social media page, R-Y-L Now on Facebook. That's R spelled out, Y-L Now on Facebook. Give me a like. Give me a follow. I will talk to you all next week. Peace.